0: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans, your source for entertaining dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey, everyone, this is Mike. Uh, the Finn Fans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.
1: Uh, it's if- unethical and morally reprehensible as far as I'm concerned because we understand how dangerous football is as a game putting guys out there in this type of danger is a problem but you can put that aside I think as an employer you have an obligation to provide as safe a working environment as you can and also provide the people an opportunity to succeed. These young men have committed their lives to getting to the NFL and you the expectation is once you get to the NFL, the team will do the very best that they can do to make sure you succeed. They are not doing this there and that's not fair because these guys are physically paying the price. These guys are putting bad film on tape because they're not trying to win and it's going to shorten their careers and you know who's going to benefit from them? The owner and the general managers and maybe the potential future coach. These guys aren't going benefit from it they're going to be out of the league having their careers ruined by a selfish team like the Dolphins. legitimate argument could be made that there's some college teams that can beat these dolphins this might be yeah the worst football team in the nfl i've ever seen ever they are atrocious Mm -hmm. you put people this is not again it's not baseball basketball you can take in basketball no one's getting hurt in football they get hurt and what the Miami Dolphins have done this year is put people at risk Mm -hmm. physically and it's not right You can't be so irresponsible to people's health. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I think the team that takes the top of the list, and we only three weeks into the 2019 season, but it's the Miami Dolphins. Like, that dumpster fire going down there in South Beach, bro, it warrants the top of the list, and we only three weeks in because you got guys like a mass exodus of players. The front office doesn't know what they're doing. I mean, they've been smacked, I think, 102 points to 10, and it's only the first two weeks, bro. I don't know if it can get any more terrible than what it is right now. It's horrible.
2: I get you. Man, you're mean. You're just going to pick on the 0-2 team and call them the worst team ever in NFL.
1: I'm holding you to that. We're going to revisit that hey, somewhere down the line. We can revisit this we'll weekly if you want to. And I, I'm <laughs> sure I'm almost confident it's going to hold up. Like, I talked to my buddy that played on, two, on the 2007 Dolphins, the one that almost went totally defeated, but then they ended right. up beating the uh, Ravens. And he yeah. said that even in his estimation, this is the worst team in the NFL by far, and we're only two weeks in. So if someone that played on a team that terrible says this, then I know, my, uh, I know my point of view is uh, spot on.
0: And it's a Victory Monday. Uh, I'm here with uh, Louis Rigoni.
2: Hello, Dolphins. Happy, happy days in Dolphin Land.
0: And what I just played for you was some sound clips from uh, after week two. Seems like the media was all up in arms because what we were doing was reprehensible and all other kinds of things that they found to say. (laughs) It's pretty funny. Uh, Yes, it is. You were listening to uh, Tank Williams. You were listening to Stephen A. Smith, Steve Young, and uh, Dominique Foxworth. And uh, I wonder how these uh, gentlemen would respond now after the Dolphins uh, pretty much dismantled the Eagles. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. It's funny looking back. I mean, you know, Lewis, we've been tell, telling everybody all season long they're not tanking. And uh, I think if if people don't get that by now, they're not going to get
2: it. Exactly. Uh, since day one, you know, we talked, even after that horrible loss in week one, and that was ugly. You know, we stuck by them. We told everybody that they have a plan, that the team will get better. and Lo and behold, here we are, week 13. This team's been improving, game in and game out. Injuries have hurt us quite a bit. They've hurt everybody. Let's bring up a couple of things here real quick. Okay. Let's throw in the fact that our whole secondary, our whole starting secondary is pretty much out, or at least 75% of it. You figure Rashad Jones, Xavier Howard, and McCain. All three right. guys are out. Now think about how much better – The defense would be with those guys on the back end of it. Those are key injuries. And the guys that are coming in and out of the lineup and the juggling that's gone on back there, uh, you know, I mean, just the fact that they're being competitive in football games. Again, we've got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit. We talk about it all the time. But just think about how much better this team would be if, in fact, our secondary was in place. Because right now, you know, over the last few weeks, I mean, it's been a struggle. They've been competitive because the offense has been able to do things. But, you know, you throw in those players and then let's go even a step further, Mike. And let's say we don't trade Minka and we don't trade Tunsil and we don't trade Drake. It'd be quite interesting to see where this team would be. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, think about that for a minute. You know, you have all those players back on your squad, even stills, maybe. Okay, you don't make the trades. Now, I know we did them and I know that, um, you know, going forward, it's going to be a much better situation for us. But think about this season in general and where this team might be if, in fact, all of those players, including the guys that were injured, were were here on this football team.
0: Well, let me ask you this. What games do you think they would have swung?
2: Well, um, you know, the the Bill game up in Buffalo comes to mind. I mean, that was a nip-and-tuck game. Uh, The Redskins game, obviously. The Steeler game is another one that comes to mind that they were very competitive in for a while. I mean, the Cowboy game – For the first half, I mean, we should have really went into the half with a lead. So, I mean, you can go back and say, you know, if you have five or six or seven of these guys on the football field, they could have swayed the games in a different direction. I mean, obviously, week one and week two, they they were blowouts. But every other game since then, you know, including the Charger game, they. I would would
0: say maybe we'd be sitting here with five wins at this point
2: instead of three. I don't know. I mean, you know, again, you know, well, it, we don't know it's all right. It's all it's all, you know, it's all hypothetical and so on and so forth. But the point I'm trying to make is, is that this team would be competing probably for one of the wild card spots right now. Uh, the coaching staff's done a great job with the players they have. Now, if they had some of these other guys on this roster, they'd be even that much better. So it's quite interesting. And, you know, I talked about this last week prior to this win this week, Mike, um, when we did the podcast. And I said that don't be surprised if this team competes for a wild card spot next year. And as you watch the AFC week in and week out and you watch teams like Oakland who are competing for a wild card spot right now and some of these other teams we're not that far off from them. We're really not. So I'm gonna to stick to my guns and this this week proves that as to the you know, the direction that the team's going in. And I think as the rest of the season progresses, you're gonna see more of the same. You know, I think you're gonna see a very competitive football team. How they're doing it, I don't know, Mike. I mean, you tell me because <laughs> <laughs> I mean Well, you know, I mean, you- I
0: can tell you how they're doing it. You you got a career game out of Devontae Parker. Right. You've got uh, Mike Gesicki, who is actually starting to look like he may turn into a dominant tight end and not just a decent tight end. And right. he's a guy, honestly, that looked soft last year.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and you're not seeing that. And the same can be said for Devontae. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that looked soft in the past and uh, he looks physical now. <laughs> I mean, what a turnaround by him. It, it, it's really, really amazing to me. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if that's coaching or if that's you know just him realizing that for him to have a future he's got to step it up. I don't know what what has motivated him, but he looks like a completely different player. Uh, maybe it's because he's healthy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean but- that
2: you've got to give you got to throw that in as as the number one factor. You would yeah. think. Yeah. You know, sometimes Mike, you know, circumstances just fall in the place and. You, you got to be fortunate, especially when it comes to football. So yeah. I think the injuries, you know, maybe we were just a little bit as fans hard on the guy. It's hard not to be because it went on for years. But right. to your point, he's been outstanding. He's been our most consistent player. I mean, he he
0: was dominant time. yesterday, absolutely dominant. He was absolutely. playing at an, at an elite level. Uh, yes, and, you know, he you know uh, Julio Jones or any other receiver you can think of had nothing on him yesterday. Agreed. That that catch along the sideline, where he roped the sideline, that was so impressive and uh,
2: and so uh, smooth. I yes, mean, he, he did it. He did. It. <laughs> he did it. It seemed like he did it with no effort whatsoever. He was like a ballerina out there when he kind of like did the little spin move and stood in. You know, he roped yep. down the yep. sideline. Yeah, that was yep. great. Yep. It was great to see. Yeah,
0: Skyed sky up for the ball in the end zone. I mean, he was just fantastic all day. I can't say enough good things about him. Absolutely, uh, and and who who would have thought we'd be in this position talking about Devonte? I, I don't think there's three fans out there that thought that way. Agreed. You know, it is what it is. And Gasicki, uh he is looking like like I said, somebody who's who's going to make a difference. He's going to be a difference maker, and he was a difference maker yesterday.
2: Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Oh, so he's
0: only going to get better. Those are two encouraging signs, and and then you've got the captain of the ship there, uh, Fitzpatrick. Yes. Uh, he was playing in an elite level yesterday, uh, 27 of 39 for 365 yards, three touchdowns. And, uh, one interception, which I didn't think was his fault, uh, is is uh, re- you know receiver got bumped off his route a bit and uh,
2: he uh, got annihilated. Guy. Mike was yeah. more yeah. like it. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty
2: much. So I've seen guys get bumped off of routes. That was more of an annihilation. I mean, the yeah, guy just and, you know <laughs> he just destroyed him. You know, and I I don't know if you know I don't know what they were looking at, but you know that's. So I mean, that's
0: it. how he started, right? That was his first pass of the game, so. Yeah. Uh, rather than the team getting down, they they continued to battle, and uh, it was it was a fun fun game to watch. Uh,
2: Let, let's get back. Let's get back to the the audio that you played, Mike, because I think we got a little sidetracked uh-huh. from that, you know. And then we'll then we'll talk about the game in general. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because everywhere you turned early in the season, that was the type of stuff you were hearing, and we saw a lot of that on the page. You know the Facebook page, the Dolphin Facebook page. Yeah, and, we did, and uh, you know we talked, you know off, you know off of the uh, podcast and stuff, you know in in general conversation, and and we were both getting frustrated frustrated by it all because it was all over the place, the tanking and the you know oh what they're doing, they're putting players in jeopardy, and what they're doing is a travesty to the game of football and blah 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 and all that nonsense, and as the season has progressed. You're you're seeing that there there was none of that involved, and I hope that these guys come forward and say, you know what, we were absolutely wrong in regard to this this coaching staff, the um, you know front office, the front office, the, the the organization as a whole, because you are already seeing changes. You're seeing a winning type of atmosphere, a, a no quit atmosphere on this team now. With bringing that to the table, I I think you have to look at this and you have to weigh it out. Okay. Because you are sacrificing where you're going to draft next year. There's no question about that by winning football games and by being as competitive as they are. And there's a, there's about, there's three more games on the schedule, Mike, that are very winnable for us. We both talked about that yesterday as well, but. What you have to weigh out is what is more important right now going forward, okay? Is it establishing a no-quit, giving them a taste of how it wins, a lot of these young guys, putting putting that in place going in the next year, or is it more important to have better draft picks? And in my opinion, right now what they're doing and the foundation that they're laying is much more important as to where we are going to draft next year. Because there's a lot of people that are just not happy over the fact that we're winning football games now. You know, all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're killing ourselves in the draft and this you, and that. You and can't all this. make everybody happy. You, you can't. <laughs> ma- now it's like, you know, they're they're not overly happy with the fact that we are dropping in the draft at this point. But in my opinion, right now what they're doing and the foundation that they are laying Outweighs where we're going to draft and, and you said it before we even came on And we started recording the podcast I'll let you say it What did you tell me?
0: I told you it's not where you draft It's who you draft
2: Exactly
0: there you and, go. and I'll follow that up mm-hmm. uh, You know, we, we drafted Deion Jordan third overall yep. uh, That turned out to be a mistake So having that third pick didn't help us any You know, we traded up for it But that's another story
2: that was the second mistake, or the first right. mistake, and then right. the second mistake was drafting him. Good, right. and <laughs> and then uh, before that, you know, we could we could make the
0: case that drafting Jake Long over Matt Ryan was a mistake. You know? Right, right, right. So it, it's not it's not where you draft it's it's who you draft. You have to identify talent. Yes, and uh, you know Matt Basinger, uh posted on the page uh, this morning, I believe, um, that. All of the top quarterbacks right now were were drafted at number ten or below.
2: Right? How about that?
0: Yeah. So I mean, so let's not get so upset about what we don't know.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. Exactly. And it's as simple as that because and what we, we can't we, control, Mike. Right. I mean, of really, course.
2: You know, you don't you don't want to to put. I mean, go ahead. I'll let you finish, and then I'll and then I'll follow you up. Go ahead.
0: Well, you know, I I just think that just like those uh, three or four uh, talking heads people overreact. Yes, And they overreact in football quicker than any sport there is. You lose one game and, you know, the sky is falling. Yes, And you win one game and now we're going to the playoffs. And, you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> <laughs> right. just, you got to relax. It's a, you know, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes. The way they're playing right now kind of tells you that. I mean, they did what they did yesterday without a running game. That is phenomenal
2: absolutely just
0: absolutely phenomenal and uh you know because uh, don't think the eagles didn't know they were going to (laughs) throw exactly and uh, they were still able to get the job done and that says something about parker and kasicki and fitzpatrick and uh, even the offensive line to a certain degree the pass blocking was not terrible yesterday uh so anyway Be patient. Let this thing play out. And and please congratulate Flores because the job he is doing, I mean, people are starting to put him in the uh, coach of the year conversation. That's that's well deserved as far as I'm concerned.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I I think that may be a little bit of a stretch. Well, no,
0: I'm not saying he's going to win it. I'm saying putting him in the conversation where he's going to get votes for it.
2: Right. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's it, that that I think is a little bit over the top. If he wins six games with this team, I oh, absolutely. So. Well, yeah. I mean, if we get to that point, absolutely. Right. I mean, if we win three more, four more games down the stretch, yes, you, you can you can maybe throw them in there. But the bottom line is is that. What he's doing is, is he's taking – and, Mike, you know, you didn't even talk about the defensive side of the football. I mean, yeah, there's no running game, and there's really no secondary either. I mean, right now, I mean, the linebackers aren't playing great. We, have, we really don't have defensive ends, and we, we sure in the heck don't have a running game. We've lost Preston Williams. We traded Kenyon Drake. We lost Ballage yesterday. We lost Grant. We have guys hurt all over the place on the offensive side of the football, and what do they do? They just keep plugging along. And you have to you have to give credit to the coaching staff and the fact that they are instilling in these guys a desire and a no-quit attitude, and you see it week in and week out. No matter what's going on, they get behind in every single game early, Mike. They, they seem to be getting dominant, and then all of a sudden – they wake up, they start playing a little better, they get themselves back in the football games, and they're at least competitive. I mean, they're not losing games like they did in the first two weeks of the season, you know, because it, it, nobody wanted to see that. I mean, those games were embarrassing. They were complete blowouts, both of the games. And since then, for at least a half over the course of every single game, they've been competitive. You know, they've gotten beaten up in the second half of some of these games, but. But again, they've been competitive. So, you know, I mean, it goes a long way in what Flores is doing and where this team and the direction, you know, where the, where the team is going in the direction that they're trying to establish here, you know, as far as instilling that in these players.
0: You know, Parker played angry yesterday. And yes. uh, that's what you're seeing. You're, you're, you're seeing 53 guys who are playing with a little bit of an attitude. Absolutely, and and we're not kidding ourselves. We realize this is a three win team, and we realize there are more holes on this team than your average slice of Swiss cheese. Yes, it is what it is, and and the job that the coaching staff is doing, I think, really needs to be uh, commended. No question. You know, I'm very very impressed with what I've seen. Uh, Flores is steady, he's consistent, and uh, he's effective. Yes.
2: And, and, you know, Mike, there's a foundation in regard to the players. You know, they're putting some players in place that going forward are going to be here. I mean, Parker and Preston Williams are going to be a very good tandem next year. There's no question about it. Uh, You throw some guys in the slot. You know, Hearns, they they signed to a two-year – it was a two-year contract, correct? I believe So, so, yeah. So he's locked in over the next couple of years, and he'll wind up being a slot guy. You know, Albert Wilson, it remains to be seen whether he comes back or not but Grant is on the contract as well so you've got receivers you've got and you've got a tight end now as well it looks like you know we've got a guy that can get down the field and make plays and you know as this season progresses you know i you know you go out and you're like wow you're starting to get really excited about some of these guys on the offensive side of the football
0: Who have been around a couple of years and didn't excite you very much.
2: Exactly. Well, you know, you talked about first round picks, Mike. I mean, Parker is now developing into a a guy that looks like a first round pick. And it took it took a while, but four years. But he's there. And and again, give credit to this new coaching staff. You have to Mike, when they re-signed the me and you talked about that as well, and I was like, you know what? Listen, if they had to see something in him to bring him back. Now, I didn't see it. You didn't see it. As fans, we didn't see it. I mean, we saw the ability, but he never did it on the football field consistently. You know, he'd have a great, you know. Availability
0: is an ability.
2: Yes, there you go. And the coaching staff obviously saw something in him and said, you know what? We need to resign this guy over the next couple of years. We're not going to let him just walk away. I mean, think about how how disgruntled we would be if we were watching him doing this for another football team after we invested a first hey, round pick in Belichick this guy. You don't think Belichick
0: would pick him up? And I'm not normally on that train, but right. this is exactly what their offense needs.
2: Yeah, exactly. And and in all honesty, Mike, he's the type of guy that Belichick may have went out and and, and snatched yep. up if yep. he was available. So, you know, we again, we have to give credit to the coaching staff for bringing him back because they could have easily, listened. you were drafted by another regime, another coaching staff. We don't want anything to do with you. We're starting our, our own situation here and they were smart enough to keep him around. And now we are seeing all the positives that have come from that. So again, throw credit at the coaching staff for making that decision. You know, again, can't say enough about them. Um, you want to talk about the game a little bit? Because we've, uh, you know, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but, uh, you know, bounced around on it.
0: Well, they, they quickly got down 10 nothing, And mm-hmm. uh, it was looking like it was going to be, you know, more of the same. It was looking like it was going to be a, a, a tough afternoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Then after they went down 10-0, the, the next couple of series, each team punted. And, and then the game started to change a little bit. Uh, we drove the field for a touchdown. Do you remember
2: that drive? Well, yeah, that was that was the big touchdown. I mean, it, we start off the game with an interception, and, you know, they go right in. We have a blown coverage. Uh, the running back was wide open in the flat. Mike, I don't think there was anybody within 10 yards of the guy. Was there on the play? I don't think so. I mean, he was wide open. So somebody somebody dropped the ball on that. Um, after the interception, we punt twice, like you said. And then he hits Parker on that great play down the sideline, 43-yard touchdown pass, which was, again, just just an incredible play, a great throw. Yep. Fitzpatrick puts it where nobody can catch it other than the receiver, and Parker just makes a phenomenal catch, tiptoes down. Mike, how many times have we seen guys, you know, catch, make a play like that, and, step and they step out of bounds, yeah. and then what we do is we go we go three and out. After that, we we attempt a field goal and we miss that, and we come away with no points after a great play like that. But you know, to their credit, Parker goes down the sideline, makes a great play, puts us back in the football game, and then Philadelphia drives right back up the field and they go up thirteen seven. Right, but mm-hmm. they held them to a field goal, so they, they did. Right, my thought was that that touchdown that.
0: Devonte had along the sideline, kind of started to turn the momentum of the game a little bit. And then the defense came out. They held Philly to a field goal, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, then we came back and and we uh, got a touchdown, a thirteen play drive, uh, eight up six and a half minutes off the clock.
2: And again, another that that was again, I think uh, Parker and Fitzpatrick again on that drive. That that was the forty two yard pass where. He just <laughs> threw it up no, for grabs.
0: No. This one was the uh, special teams touchdown.
2: No, 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 no. I'm not talking oh. about touchdown, Mike. I'm okay. talking about the catch that was made on that drive. Oh, in the drive. Okay. When gotcha. he threw the ball straight up in the air, and it was just a jump ball down the sideline. That was part, and it, it, that was part of that drive. It was the big play on that drive. It was a 42 yard pass that got us down to the 17 yard line on that drive, and then from there. There you go. You know, you, you had the special teams touchdown, which you can talk a little bit about. That was, that was really interesting.
0: Well, it, it was unique. I mean, we've never seen that. Uh, and, and as long as I've been watching football, which is more than I'd like to admit. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> you and me both. You know,
0: I've never seen that. And, and I'm... I'm <laughs> It's been since 1977 that a kicker scored a touchdown, so that, that tells you all you need to know. It's been a long time since 1977.
2: Wow. Is that right? Yep. That's unbelievable. And I think I remember that it was either a Houston or a Dallas kicker, that Efren Herrera or somebody. I don't know. I'd have to look that up, yeah, but I, don't, I remember. I don't
0: remember, but it's on the page if you want to look.
2: Oh, is it? Okay,
0: yeah, I'll look I, at it. I don't it. remember yeah. who it was. Yeah. You know, it, it was just a phenomenal play. I mean, the oh. Eagles had no idea what was going on. I don't think anybody in the stadium or watching on TV did either until it actually happened.
2: Right. Yeah, I remember the announcers going, uh-oh, look at this. You know, what what's going on here, you yeah. know? And then it was just, I mean, to watch it unfold, I, <laughs> I mean, as a Dolphin fan, you got to be sitting there going, this is incredible. I mean, what... Where did this come from? I mean, it, they executed it perfectly. It was just unbelievable. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. So we,
0: we didn't miss Rizzy on that one, huh? <laughs> no,
2: <laughs> that was great. You know, the 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 flip, you know, the shuffle did scare me a little bit because uh-huh. it was it was a little low. But Sanders uh, kind of adjusted and made a really really nice play on it you know There
0: is a picture on the page of the uh, punter's face <laughs> when he sees the kicker <laughs> wide open I mean he has this big huge <laughs> smile on his face as he's as he's uh, shuffling that ball forward it was hysterical
2: Yeah that was that was absolutely outstanding I mean I I can't say enough and again Mike you know I I'm just going to keep Pounding in, pounding this into into some of the fans' heads that are that were just so headstrong on Flores early on. That that's just phenomenal coaching, if you think about it. You know, I mean it. It. I mean, who draws up something like that? You know, it's it was it was great, and it was a play that we needed, without a doubt.
0: All right. So the, so the Eagles get the ball back and and they score a touchdown, and then we close out the half.
2: Right. Go right up the field and again take the lead. Yep. So, in, in the
0: third quarter, uh, the Eagles get the ball back. They go seven plays in three minutes and 16 seconds, and they're back up to a, a two-touchdown lead at 28-14. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do the Dolphins quit?
2: Absolutely not.
0: No, they don't um they answer with a six play drive in two minutes and all passes seconds.
2: by the way yes. mike with the exception of a nice run by by gaskin i mean that was probably our best run of the day I had like a, it was 10 or 15 yard run around the right side and it was in the middle of that drive other than that i think it was what was it six plays you said yep. it was like a six play drive all the other all the other plays were passes including the um the, uh, another great touchdown by who else so it was Devonte parker but what was so nice to
0: see was they they didn't get down after they fell behind 10 nothing in the first half you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the beginning of the game yes and now it's that the start of third quarter you know things don't go exactly the way they'd like it to go they're still battling uh, yes on the, on the next drive Philadelphia missed the field goal and then we come back with another touchdown. And we actually took the lead at that point, 28-26.
2: Another six-play drive that basically was again anything that came positive from the drive was all passes. Yes. And uh, that ends up with what the Giseki. that was on yes. that was the Gesicki touchdown. Gesicki. Gesicki touchdown. He's got two now, two weeks in a row. Yep, it's a trend yep absolutely it's or, a trend and you then know, we, we got to pronounce
0: his name right now because it's a trend exactly so the they force the eagles to punt on the, on the next drive and they come back with another touchdown
2: <laughs> just incredible i mean another time and, and this is a nine play drive that again is nothing anything positive is nothing but pass plays and once again, Devontae Parker is right in the middle of it. He had a big 15, 15 yard catch in the middle of it, or 35 yard catch right in the middle of that. Uh, it just big, big play after big, that big play. That was an
0: 84 yard drive.
2: 84 yard drive. And Laird had some nice plays on that as well, including the touchdown.
0: Correct. So what do the Eagles do? Three and out is what they do. Uh, and then we get the ball back and we drive down for a field goal.
2: Mm-hmm. And at that point, Mike, we scored on six straight possessions, and I don't remember the last time. I mean, you you may have to go back to the Marino days to, to talk about something like that taking place. We, it's been a while. Mike, we scored touchdowns on five straight possessions basically uh we did have one snap before the half which was you know just kneeling I mean I don't right but on five straight possessions we scored touchdowns and then with the field goal we scored points on six straight possessions now honestly I cannot remember the last time we did something like that I I couldn't tell you Mm-hmm. It has to go back to the Marino days.
0: I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I just know it was fun to watch. Uh, absolutely. And, and to me, again, what made it amazing was the fact we had absolutely no running game, and we were still able to dominate the game from an offensive uh, past perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Hey, guys. I wanted to break in here real quick just to ask a favor of you. On the app that you're listening on, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit like, leave a comment on your thoughts of the show. And uh, if you didn't know, we do do run a Facebook group. Uh, It's Miami Dolphins number one. That's hashtag one. We talk uh, Dolphins football 24-7, 365. We'd love to have you join us and share your thoughts. And uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, Let's make it a habit. We'll see you next week. We talk every week about Fitzpatrick, but... uh... I don't think he was ever better than he was
2: yesterday. No. And we talk about it week in and week out in regard to his play. We say, well, you know, he's now lost Grant. You know, a couple of weeks ago, he lost Williams. We're like, how are these guys going to do it? How is he going to do it? And, Mike, and, he, he was getting battered early on in that game, He was. Too.
0: And Wilson's not back to himself yet. So. No you know, uh,
2: <laughs> so they're doing it with a couple of guys and, and basically smoke and mirrors. I mean, he's, he's carrying the team. Like you just said, he is, he is.
0: And it's fun to watch. I mean, I just, you know, his charisma and his, his attitude, <laughs> it, it's just so fun. It is. Uh, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't know. We're not going to say anything we haven't already said. So, uh, all I would say, guys, is enjoy it because you know eventually we're going to have a different quarterback behind center. Hopefully sooner than later, but not necessarily too soon because this is fun.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Honestly, my, I don't want it to happen. Um,
0: <laughs> he's old, Lou. He's old. He
2: he is, but he's playing at a really good level right now. And like you said, I'm having so much fun watching him and and his enthusiasm on, on all these big plays, you know, when he starts flexing, I mean, the guy's hysterical. He's, he's just, he's just a fun player. He's a to big watch. kid.
0: He's a big kid.
2: And, and, you know, going forward, going in the next season, he's under contract. They, they add some pieces to the puzzle. I would just love to see him in that situation. You know I mean? We we've seen crazier things, guys late in their career, Getting to a level, the second wind. You're right, yeah. We saw Deberg do it. Jim Plunkett, uh, Plunkett did it. I mean, it does happen. So, you know, I, I, listen, I'm fine with him right now. I mean, I, I'm Steve Young was another guy who right. uh, had a I, high high uh, arc at the end of his career. Exactly. I'm enjoying it, Mike, and and I and as a Dolphin fan, I don't know how you can enjoy it. But um, uh, go ahead finish up your thoughts. Yeah, I think you're in the middle of something before we got a little sidetrack. No, I'm good. Go ahead. I mean, I you know, I just think that, you know, going into next season, if you add some offensive line help and you get a really solid running back behind him and you get these guys back that are injured, I think he's fine running this offense. I really do. Now, there's still some games left in this season and maybe he'll go in in a in a different direction. But Whatever the case may be, Mike, the combination of him with young players and the fact that they're respecting what he's doing and the coaching staff is putting him in a position to where they're allowing him to do what he likes to do and, and having these players coached up and knowing what their responsibilities are, I'm telling you, I mean... It, there's a lot to look forward to going into next year. This team's made some really smart moves um, ahead of the game, and it, this is going to go a long way in where we wind up. We'll see as it all yep. unfolds.
0: Yeah, but you know, I wouldn't discount the possibility of Rosen starting next year. I wouldn't discount the possibility of a rookie starting next year. We just don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. We'll, we'll have to see.
2: Yep. Absolutely.
0: One thing I did want to mention because, you know, K- Kalen Balaj is still getting a lot of uh, fan hate out there. And, um, right. you know, he had three carries yesterday. He didn't gain a yard. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I get why people might be upset. And I think he has a, a serious leg injury, but we'll see about that. Right. Um, but, you know, everybody was saying play Laird, play Laird. Well, running the ball, he had 10 carries and he had five yards. So, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said that, you know, there's a problem with the line guys. Yes. Uh, you know, Gaskin had two carries for, for 20 yards and that's all well and good, but th- those were outside runs. And, uh, Kalen Balaj is a guy that's going to be running in between the tackles most of the time. And the blocking in between the tackles is just not good. No, by no means you know, people have to understand what they're seeing. Uh, this is not a back problem. And I'm not saying that either of these guys is the answer because that remains to be seen, but we're not going to know if they're the answer or not until we see them behind a line that can at least open up a hole.
2: Exactly. I mean, Bellage Mike, I always felt was a guy that, you know, short yardage guy, goal yeah. line type of guy. And that was the extent of it. I mean, they did try to throw him the football early in the season and preseason to start. And then into the games in the early season and, and it just wasn't there. I mean, you can see it as a fan, you know, you watch it and, and you just see that he, you know, guys, he's not quick, he's he, not, and he's not right. agile. He doesn't right. adjust to pay. If the ball's not right on his hands, he's not going to catch it. It's that simple.
0: Yep. And I think they like Laird in that role. I think he's going to eventually be in that role. If he's not already, he had four catches yesterday for 43 yards and, uh, I think they're trying to work him into that, you know, third down back type uh, position.
2: Yeah. And and he and he's done a fine job doing it. I mean, he's extended drive. He's made some plays. He averaged over 10 yards a catch yesterday, the four times he did catch the ball. I think he was targeted five times and he caught four out of the five passes. So, I mean, all of that attributes, you know, he he went under the radar a little bit yesterday, Mike, because of Giseki's day and and Devontae's Parker Day. But right behind those two guys, he was our third third best player on that offensive side of the football. I mean, obviously taking Fitzpatrick out of the picture. uh, He was our third most productive player yesterday. He came up with some really, really big plays in the game. And he extended well, you know, drives. He, he spread
0: the ball around good, good yesterday. He uh,
2: absolutely did. Even Smythe you know, had a few catches.
0: Laird had, had four, uh, Hearns had three, Wilson had five, Smythe had two.
2: Right. Outstanding. Outstanding. You know, they, they
0: were good at moving the ball around and you have to when you don't have a running game. I mean, you absolutely. have to, you know, because if they're just targeting Parker and uh, Gasicki, they're going to have problems.
2: I'll tell you what, Mike, that, you know, Gasicki, he got targeted seven times yesterday. and the two times that they didn't complete passes to him, I know one for certain, Fitzy just threw a bad pass on the play because I'll tell you what, if he would have had it about six inches lower, Gasicki had his guy down the middle of the field and that was another like 25 yard completion. He just he just threw it high, it sailed on him and, it, and yep. Gasicki's a big guy. He just sailed it high on him, or else he would have had even better numbers yesterday. He may have gone over a hundred with that catch, so he was that close, so you know you've got two guys, and then the the other guys are kind of just doing their little bit, you know contributing here and there and 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 it's been successful without like you said earlier, without a running game, right. they were able to put thirty seven points up right. Who would have thought it? There was a lot of positives from yesterday. I mean, a win's a win, Mike. You know, I don't care how you get it done. Uh, You know, at the end of the day, when you're on the winning side of a football game, it's a great feeling. I mean, I'm very happy today, you know, in the fact that they're winning football games. And guys are contributing that I think are going to be here over the next couple of years and being really, really important players on this football team. The thing we didn't talk about, Mike, is on the defensive side. Some of the guys that that we're hoping to develop into the players that we want them to be, it's kind of you know as positive as we can be about some of these guys on the offensive side. I'm not seeing it as much on the defensive side. It's a little bit of a concern. Is it for you?
0: Aguabin had his best game thus far. Right. Uh so you know that that's worth mentioning. Uh Needham struggled yesterday, but you know, he was lining up against a pretty talented receiver. I mean, I don't think this guy is your first corner.
2: Right. No question.
0: You know, I don't want to get too down on him because he, you know, he had a rough game. Exactly. Um, Eric Rowe at safety uh, looks like a good move in my opinion. Right. And, you know, we'll see what happens as time goes on, but I think he's doing a pretty good job there. And from mm-hmm. what I understand, they're trying to resign him, so we'll see what happens there. Okay. You know, Lamons had a, a interception.
2: I'm more concerned with, with the linebackers, Mike, you know, oh, I'm talking about bring that up. huh? I'm bring, Yeah. That's, that's who I'm referring to. I'm referring to Baker and McMillan because I'm they're a guys, little worried. I'm
0: a little worried about Baker.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, we were expecting much bigger things out of him coming into this season. Now, granted, you know, he may be trying to do it all himself with the, with the defensive end, you know, the lack of defensive end play and with uh, some young guys at defensive what tackle. What I see
0: is his size is a factor. He's not uh, He's not very stout. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, Mike, there's guys all around the league that aren't very stout that are playing a real, at a really high level at that linebacker position. Um, you know, it's just a matter of making plays. And you know what? Maybe when they surround them with some better talent in that front seven, maybe we'll see him... Uh, progress a little bit, but uh, you Possibly. know, I, I'm I'm disappointed in him and um and, and some of the other players that we were hoping would you know what now Van Ginkle, you know he he he's just been put in the mix, so yeah, he's in a situation where we've got to see him over the next couple of games and see what he brings to the table. Well, but, I would
0: say they all are, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, I still want to see Baker the next five games and. Uh, mm-hmm in the next five games and 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 you know row the next five beagle, games so Beagles beagle beagle absolutely yes right yep Taco Charlton you know I want to see him the next five games mm-hmm. uh, and we'll see uh, you know the the defense is a little bit different than the offense in that. You can have a bad game on defense and and still be a good player uh it's more about consistency though you know how many bad games are you having so right I don't take a bad game on defense as as you know strongly as I do on offense because it's a game of matchups mm-hmm. and sometimes you know the guy just has your number
2: <laughs> absolutely I mean it's sometimes the talent on the opposite side you know I mean Parker just destroyed their corners yesterday. Right. There's no if, it, and right. it didn't matter what side it was on. If you noticed, Mike, he was doing it on the right side of the field and on the left side of the field. I mean, right. it didn't matter where they lined them up. I mean, he was just he was just killing everybody. And- right, and he was he was covered. I mean, the guy
0: was covered, and he was coming down with these passes the majority of the time. So, yes. you know, it, it wasn't necessarily bad cornerback play on their part. It was, uh, you know, excellent play on Devontae's part.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, and that's
0: kind of what I'm saying about defense. You've you've got to watch, you know, you know more of it and put it all together, and then then determine what you see.
2: Exactly. Um, you know, before we go off, Mike, we'll talk a little bit about uh, you know the games yesterday and and how they affect us. I mean, the you know the Bengals finally won a football game, but you know we won as well. So, you know that that game against them. It may or not, may or may not be overly important. I can't see Cincinnati winning another game, but I didn't see them winning yesterday, and they did. So you didn't see
0: us winning yesterday either, and, and we
2: did. And we so. did exactly. So it, it's just so funny how week to week everything changes i mean the redskins winning yesterday you know was interesting the jets losing is interesting because now they're kind of like right around where we are as well as as well as the giants who who lost so this thing in regard to the draft and where we're going to wind up is really really up in the air right now i mean you can't you know you, you couldn't you couldn't figure it out even if you tried to There's well i just, think the
0: best thing you could say is right now we're fourth
2: Right. We're fourth right now and that's it. And then we go from there. So, you know, down from one, Mike, which uh-huh. everybody expected us to be, ex- including those clowns that you opened the show with today. Yeah. And if we, <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and if we beat the Jets, we're going to fall further.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: That's the way it goes. I mean, you know, you, you gotta, watch which would you rather have the team building character and, uh, you know, some of these guys getting better or would you rather be the worst team in the league and and not winning any games? So, you know, you have to, you have to weigh all that out. And I think the culture is probably more important. Agreed. As I said earlier, having the head coach that can take these pieces and put them together and get something respectable out of it is more important. Agreed.
2: Absolutely. We're
0: both on the same page with that. It's fun to watch. So, I, I mean, during the games,
2: I'm saying, oh, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. I mean, that's how I feel watching the game. You right. Know? I think we're all torn that way because, you know, and, and, you know, Mike, as this season has progressed and with the way Fitzpatrick is played, you know, it, it, it kind of like, and I know people are saying, oh, no, we've got to go out and get – got to draft young guys. Well, absolutely, we got to draft a young quarterback. But there's no guarantee in that. There never is. I mean, you look around the league. Baker Mayfield was horrible yesterday. Sam Darnold was horrible yesterday. Now, granted, these guys are young guys, but, you know, at some point, You got to look at them and say, well, is this... Is this the guy? Is this who they are? Is this what they are going to be? Are they going to be... A guy that's inconsistent over the course of the year, over course uh, over the course of next year, over the course of the, over the course of the year thereafter. It, it, this is the way it is with the quarterback position. You go to Detroit with Matthew Stafford. You go to Atlanta. You mentioned how about
0: Goff in uh,
2: L. A. Goff in L. A. Matt Ryan, Mike, who's a veteran. Uh, there's people that love him and there's people that hate him. And the reason I'm bringing him up is because you mentioned him early that we had right. an opportunity to draft him. Right. And it, you know. This is the quarterback position. So the guy that's quarterbacking us right now, he may be the best quarterback that you see on this football team over the next three or four years, and that that's that's the realistic the realistic approach to this whole thing. And that there is no guarantee in in how your quarterback's going to play. Kyle Kyle Murray over in Arizona did not play well yesterday. I mean, they got annihilated by the Rams. So. It, you know, this is the way it is in the NFL nowadays. There's really no... From week to week, there's no
0: nothing you can bank on, you know? I mean, you used to be able to bank on, you know, Brady and the Patriots, but even they lost yesterday, so...
2: Right, you know. exactly. I mean, there's very few guys that, you know, that, that are... Even when they're off they still win football games. And Brady's one of them that does that. Drew Brees is another. There's, There's very few guys that can do that. Russell Wilson's another one that comes to mind, one of the younger guys you know to where he may be having a bad game and all of a sudden he just catches fire and and he winds up pulling the game out in the end much like Marino did for years you know yep. he'd be having a crap game and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter he got hot and bingo you wind up winning the game
0: well those are your top shelf quarterbacks and it's it's hard to get a top shelf quarterback i don't care where
2: you're drafting absolutely i mean it it's it's so hit and miss so My point is, enjoy the guy that's here right now. He's playing at a very high level. He's playing. We we haven't seen quarterback play like this in, in a while. I mean, there was more talent around other quarterbacks that we had here, much more talent. And, you know, maybe the offensive line wasn't great, but I can guarantee you they were a hell of a lot better than the offensive line that Fitzpatrick is playing behind right now, and they're getting positive results from it. So, you know, again... Enjoy what we what you have right now. Why is that, Lou? You know, it, it's because you're watching him
0: manipulate the pocket. You're watching him do the things a quarterback has to do. He's yep. avoiding pressure. He's finding a throwing lane. You know, he's doing all those things.
2: Right. He's hysterical. I mean, there were a few plays, Mike. You know, just getting back to him before we go where he kind of like dropped down to the left a little bit and then kind of shot put it a pass out over the middle <laughs> underneath the <a> defense <laughs> underneath the defensive lineman oh, wait mean,
0: one of the, one of these days he'll be thrown it between somebody's legs but, <laughs> <right>?
2: uh, <laughs> and then that pass that he threw to parker down the sideline where he just threw it straight up in the air that and was he referred to it as a punt yep, yep, and yep. you know he just said you know what i know he's one-on-one out there and i'm gonna get annihilated i'm just throwing it up and you know, and and, and I'm give him a chance say, to catch it. I'm gonna he say did. a prayer. And there yep. you go. And you know, it wound up being a big play. Fun stuff. Absolutely. Yep.
0: All, All right, Lewis. We'll be back on Wednesday with Jim to talk about the upcoming game. Very good. And uh we'll see everybody then. Thanks for listening. And uh Lewis, thanks for spending the afternoon with
2: me here. Very welcome.
0: And fins up.
2: Fin's up, doll fans. Let's get another win next week.
0: All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.